Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord shower His blessing upon you. I would like to thank you so much for coming into this teaching. This is in the series called "Building Firm Foundations." This is the twenty-first lesson of the whole series, and I would like to encourage you to go back and listen to number one to number twenty. I would like to tell you that this series of teaching has changed my life so much. I learned all these principles since I was a young believer, and because of good foundation, I can grow in the Lord, and I get to know God, and I walk in the right way, without wavering right to left, and without having wrong relationship with the Lord or backsliding. So let us pray together so that we can hear from the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you will speak to us in this lesson. We are your disciple. We are your sheep. We would like to receive your spiritual food, Father, and we want to change. We believe, Lord, as we receive the truth, the truth will set us free. Thank you, Lord. We want to have good, firm foundation, so that we can build our house on the rock and we can follow you until the last day of our life. And we want to be fruitful. We want to give you all the glory and honor, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This is a second lesson regarding the community of blessing. I hope that you listened to the first one already. I would like to talk about a local church. There is the universal church, which means all the believers in every generation. From the past to the future, all together, become the Church of Jesus Christ or the Bride of Christ, the Universal Church, the whole world. But in each community or each city and town, there is also a local church where God's people come together as a community, and they fellowship with one another, they support one another, they help one another. And they have relationship with the Lord as a community. In the last lesson, we learned that the local church is not a building, but is a community of believers who have been called out of darkness to be in the kingdom of light. I would like to talk about the conditions that will allow a person to become a. Member of a local church. In fact, if you study the Bible carefully, every believer should be committed to a local church or should become a member of a local church. No exception. If you understand the Bible clearly, there is no exception. Everyone should find a good, biblical, spirit-filled local church to be a part of. It's like a body. You don't want to cut your thumb out of the body. The thumb that Comes out from the body will die. The thumb has to be connected to the body. In the same way, we are the part of the body. There are at least 
two fundamental principles or requirements in order to become a member of the local church. People can visit the church. People can come and worship and walk around in the community of the building of the church or come into the fellowship group on the weekday night. But it doesn't mean that all the people who show up or visit the meeting will become a member. Some people may come with certain motives or attitudes. Some people may come to the meeting on Sunday or in the home group, fellowship group, to find a girlfriend, to find a boyfriend, or to look for business, to sell something, to find people to get involved in their business. They are not sincere. They are there for other reasons. How we will know who can become a real committed member. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The first condition that will allow a person to become a committed member of a local church is that that person needs to be really born again. How a person is born again to become a real believer, that person needs to, number one, repent of his sin. The Bible says, you need to believe in the good news and repent of your sin. Please go back to listen to number one and number two in this series about true repentance. A person needs to say, I don't want to sin anymore. I accept that I am a sinner. I want to turn away from sin. I want to follow God. I will repent. I will admit my wrong attitude, my wrongdoing, and I agree with God. And if God corrects me, shows me in the Bible what is wrong with me, I'm happy to change. I'm happy to turn 180 degrees and follow the way of God. John chapter 1, verse 12, Yet to all who received him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Again, in order to become a member, the first primary requirement is repentance or be a born-again Christian. We decide to turn away from our sins and from the life of disobedience and rebellion against the Lord, and we then become His children and join into the family of God or the local church. That is the first principle. That's what happened to me many years ago. I met the Lord Jesus Christ. I realized, wow, I have made so many mistakes. I was a sinner. And I say, God, from now on, teach me, Lord. Show me your way. If you show me that I'm wrong in certain area of my life, I will turn around. I will say sorry to you. I will ask you for forgiveness. And then I will become a child of God. After I was born again, only in a few months, I joined a very good 
local Baptist church in the east part of Thailand, and I served God in that church for three years before I moved to the U.S. I was definitely a born again Christian, believing the good news that Jesus died for me on the cross to pay the price for me to save me, and I repent of my sin every single day. Repentance is not about one time experience, but it's about lifelong. Experience of turning away from sin. Not only that, the second condition is that we are willing to follow the Lord Jesus to the end of our lives. He is our master. He is our Lord. Nothing else is our Lord anymore. Satan is not our Lord. Money is not our Lord. Job is not our Lord. Man's opinion is not our Lord. But Jesus is our Lord. In Mark chapter 8 verse 34, Jesus gave a command to the members of God's family. That is, I'm going to read to you right now in Mark chapter 8, which is another condition that we gonna become a member of the church. Mark 8:34 says, "When he had called the people to himself with his disciples, also he said to them." Whoever decides to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So the second condition of being a member of the church is that we are willing to follow the Lord Jesus. We want to have a personal relationship with Jesus. He is our Lord. He's not our servant. He's not our slave. That we can slap our finger and hey, give me money, give me job, give me a boyfriend. No, no, no. He is our Lord. We surrender to Him. We honor Him. We serve Him. We follow Him. We carry the cross, which means that we are willing to suffer for Him. We are willing to deny ourselves. I just came back from Thailand. I was there only three days for a revival service. I tell you, when I was sitting in the airplane from here to Japan and from Japan to Thailand, oh, I told the Lord, if I don't love you, the Lord Jesus is not my Lord. I would not have been on the plane right now, because I rather stay in my own bed. I rather stay with my wife and my church and my children and grandchildren. It's not fun to sit in the airplane, but I'm willing to carry the cross to suffer on the airplane, face jet lag, rejection and persecution, because when I brought the fire of God to Thailand, some people. Don't like it. Some believers will say something against me, but that's okay. I'm gonna follow the Lord Jesus. I'm gonna carry the cross to serve Him and follow Him until the last day of my life. So, as a pastor of a local church, if you see people come to your church for a period of time, and you want to invite them to become your committed member. You need to look at these two conditions. Number one, is he or she a born again Christian and repent of her and his sin? Number two, does he or she have a personal relationship with Jesus and follow Jesus? If a person walk into your church and say, "Hey, I like your church, full of love, full of sincerity, full of the presence of God. I love the atmosphere. I want to be a part of this community." You should sit down with that person and ask whether that person practice these two things or not. If not, maybe it's a good time to share the gospel, 
and to ask that person to understand about repentance by teaching that person or asking him to or her to listen to the teaching in this series. I think it's a lesson number one and two, and also encourage that person to invite Jesus to come into his life or her life and make. Decision to follow Jesus, and then that person can join your membership class or sign up to become a member of the local church. So I hope you understand now. Simple two conditions: it's not about being wealthy, being rich, being good-looking, or being smart, or highly educated, or have a high position in a company. All these things are not important in the kingdom of God. Only these two conditions: repentance and decided to follow the Lord Jesus Christ for the rest of our life. When we join a local church, we receive so many good blessings. I would like to share with you some of the blessings or some of the benefits to commit to a local family of God. The first benefit is mentioned in John chapter twenty-one. That is that. We will receive spiritual care. God compares all of us to His sheep, and He is our shepherd. Sheep cannot walk around on the field by themselves without a shepherd, because a sheep can be a lunch for a predator, like the fox or the lions. The sheep. Cannot protect itself, so we need to understand that we need to have a shepherd, and we can have a shepherd by committing our life to a spiritual family. The chief shepherd is the Lord Jesus Christ, and He anoints and appoints some people to be His shepherd. And definitely, we need to join a local church with the good shepherd, not the false shepherd. There are false shepherds in the world who serve God for money, for reputation, for personal benefit. A good shepherd will always do things for the sake of the sheep. Will not hold the sheep as his or her own belongings and say, "You cannot go anywhere. You cannot do anything. I'm going to control you. And if you don't give money, I will not love you." That is a false shepherd. The good shepherd is in. His local church, and I believe the Holy Spirit will lead you to be in the right church, and the Good Shepherd will take care of your spiritual life, and help you also physically, mentally as well. For example, right now in my church, we have a American member. Her name is Jenny, and her husband just passed away. They, this couple love God so much; they're very good. Christians, because the husband passed away, many of our members and leaders volunteered to go to her house to help her clean up and to do many things to really support her. Sometimes our church member get pregnant and then deliver a baby. Then other members and leaders will cook food and send food to her home, that mom's new mom's home. For a few weeks, so that this mom can pay attention to the baby. 
and she doesn't have to wake up early to cook food for her husband or something like that. You see, we take care of each other in the church physically, spiritually, mentally. When somebody get down or become discouraged, the leaders and the members will help to talk to that person to encourage that person. Not only that, the good shepherd will correctly guide members to God's will, so that the member will know God better, will grow spiritually, to become strong, to become a mature person, and become fruitful for the kingdom of God. The good shepherd will give good advice according to the biblical principle, and lead. The sheep into the full knowledge of Christ. That is the purpose of joining the church: to be taken care of, to be nurtured, trained, corrected, and taken care of. In John chapter 21, verses 15 to 19, Jesus talked about this benefit. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, "Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than this?" Yes, Lord," he said. "You know that I loved you." Jesus said, "Feed my lambs." Again, Jesus said, "Simon, son of John, do you truly love me?" He answered, "Yes, Lord. You know that I loved you." Jesus said, "Take care of my sheep." The third time, he said to him, "Simon, son of John, do you love me?" Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, "Do you love me?" He said, "Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you." Jesus said, "Feed my sheep." I tell you the truth: when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted, but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death. By which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, "Follow me." You can see that Jesus loved his sheep very much. We are his sheep. He loves us because he is in heaven right now. He wants to take care of us by sending the Holy Spirit to be with us, to be our helper. And he also gave us the Bible to read. And not only that, he gave us human shepherd. To take care of us. When I was a young believer, I thank God for the American missionaries named Pastor Dan and Fan Cop of the Southern Baptist, who went to Thailand and stayed there for many years. They were my shepherd. They taught me the Bible. They trained me. They helped me. I was trained and taught by a very good shepherd. In the Baptist Church in that generation, I really appreciate them so much. I would not have been this kind of person today without their care at the beginning of my life. And now, I am called by Jesus. Could you please take care of my sheep? And even though I'm a neurosurgeon, I ended up to be a pastor as well. In 1987, God. Visited me in my bedroom every night for one month and say, "Son, can you take care of my sheep in Seattle?" And eventually, after one month, I say yes. A few days later, the church started. 
You see, God still called people, not just Peter, but called people in this generation to be His shepherd. And I and my wife have been taking care of God's people in New Hope and many churches around the world. And one of the reasons I produce this teaching because I want to feed the good food to the sheep of God that God put under my care. And if somebody else in the world want to listen to this, thank God. As long as they love Jesus, I'm happy. As long as they're strong and they are victorious, blessed. And receive the grace and the favor of God. I'm so happy. That's number one. The blessing of being taken care of. Number two, we will be protected from the attacks of Satan. God's protection is real, and we need protection. We are living in the polarous world, dangerous world. In this world, there are demons, evil peoples, sickness. Disease, bad people, calamities, destruction, thieves, wrong people. I heard the testimony of uh, somebody that this person, the husband, just died, and then two guys tried to break into her house to rape her. But thank God, God worked in the heart of the. Husband, before he died, to buy a gun, and she carried the gun in the home when she heard that somebody was breaking in to protect herself, and God protect her as well. So she was safe that day. You see, in the world there are bad people. First Corinthians chapter five verse five mentioned about the protection that is on us when we are in the local church. Then you must throw this man out. And hand him over to Satan, so that his sinful nature will be destroyed, and he himself will be saved on the day the Lord returns. What happened in that generation is that this man committed a big sin, and he did not want to repent. The news went to the Apostle Paul, who was a spiritual father of the church in Corinth. So Paul wrote the letter to that church that. If this man doesn't repent, you need to ask him to leave the church. What does it mean? It means that after he leaves the church, there is no more spiritual protection, and the enemy gonna attack him, so that he will humble himself, repent, and return to Jesus, and he will get salvation. He will not go to hell. He will return to God again. Sometimes people. Do not want to repent because they are so prideful, because they think they can handle themselves. But if they face some kind of attack, they may say, "Oh wow, I need to repent. I need God. I need to run to back to church and say sorry." So, the life in the church is a life of protection. I would like to encourage you to listen to the series of teaching called Divine Protection. God has. The canopy over us, the feather or the wing over us, or the refuge or the place, the the secret place over our life, and part of that protection is the local church, not just only the power of God over us. When we submit ourselves in the local church, the power of God will be on us. I notice that people in my church. 
are less sick than people outside. They have better spiritual life, better family life. Their children are protected. They rarely get sick. No one get into bankruptcy. No one get into financial trouble. And if they face some kind of problem, God protect them supernaturally. Thank God, it's so important to be a committed member of a local church, to be taken care of, to be taught, to be trained, to be nurtured, to be taken care, and to be protected from Satan and the attack of demons. One more thing: we will be protected from false teachings and cults. Acts chapter 20, verses 28 to 31. So God yourselves and God people. God was speaking to the shepherd of that church, the leaders of that church. Feed and shepherd God's flock, His church. Purchase with His own blood. The church is so precious. God pay high price. The blood of Jesus, the life of Jesus. He was crucified on the cross in order to. Purchase God's people out of the darkness. He saves us. He delivers us out of darkness, over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as elders. I know that false teachers, like vicious wolves, will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group. Will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Watch out! Remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day, and my many tears for you. In the good local church, you will find a good shepherd. You will have good pastor. Good apostle, prophet, evangelist, who fear God and teach you biblical good doctrines, so that you will know the truth, and that truth will help you to differentiate or to discern the wrong teaching and the right teaching. I myself want to stay with the Bible. If you listen to my teaching in the internet, you notice that I commit myself. To teach only the Bible, and I don't want to twist the Bible. I want to be a good shepherd to feed God's sheep with good truth from the Bible, because I love God and I want to feed God's people with the right teaching. And when the false teaching or cults appear, either through internet or in my local church or in the churches that I take care of. Our members, our leaders, will be able to discern and differentiate, and say, "No, this is a wrong teaching. It's not in the Bible. The Bible is our key book, our standard. We follow what the Word of God say. God appoints some to be apostles. I'm talking about real apostle, not false apostle, prophets, evangelists." Pastor and teachers to do what in Ephesians chapter four verse fourteen, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching 
and by the cunning and craftiness of men in that deceitful scheming. You can see that in the world, there are real godly people who were appointed by God, and there are also people who have been used by Satan and demons, the doctrines of demon, to come into the church. So you need to know that there are real and false teachings. If you are in a good church, you will be able to discern the false teaching. So it's important to be in a good local church. The fourth benefits of being in a local church is that we will have the opportunity to have genuine fellowship with other believers in our local church. God wants to bless us through. Our Christian brother and sister, First John chapter one verse seven say, "But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus Christ His Son cleanses us from all sin." So you can see that God wants us to fellowship with other believers. We cannot be alone. God even told Adam, "You cannot be alone. I'm going to create a woman to be your helpmate." If we want to grow, if we want to be strong, we want to be protected. We need to fellowship with good, strong Christians. We cannot run the race by ourselves. We need fellowship, fellowship with God, and fellowship with brother and sister. I don't know everything. I need brother and sister in the church to help me, to pray for me, to sometimes correct me, and they need me too. It's like a body. The body, the thumb cannot by itself just keep working. The thumb need the heart to send blood to the thumb. The thumb need lungs to send oxygen to feed the cell in the thumb. We need each other. Fellowship will help us to grow faster. Fellowship will help us to really stay on the cross to the end. Without going to church, if you just watch TV on Sunday, watch good teaching from the internet, and never go to church, you will never have good fellowship. Therefore, I pray that in every city and in your city, God will help you to find a good local church. If you cannot find one, I pray that God will help you to find a group of Christians that want to start the church together, and you can have fellowship. The church doesn't have to be big. To be in a big, beautiful building, many million dollars of building. No, 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 no. It can be in the home. Five people, six people there, fellowship, learning the Bible together, praying for together, preach the gospel together. So it's so important to be in a group of people. If you cannot find really a good group of people, you can maybe try to use internet. You can use the Line or other thing like Zoom to talk to people to fellowship with people. I understand some of you are living in the city that there are no Christians or you don't have a good church to go. I would like to remind you from this scripture, Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty-five. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more, as you see the day, what is the day? The day of Jesus coming back, approaching. So the Bible say, 
we should go to the fellowship group. We should attend the church on a regular basis. When I first accepted Christ, I woke up on that Sunday, and I told my wife, "Let's go to church." From that Sunday on, I never miss going to church, no matter how tired I am. Even though on Saturday night I operated all night on an emergency case, I still went to church, even though I may fall asleep in the church. But I make the habit of going to church and fellowship with people, and I try to go to care group or home group as much as I can, and I build that habit with my children, and now my children make that habit happen to my grandchildren. We. Commit to a lo- good local church, and we go to church every Sunday. Even when I go out on the vacation, I still try to look for a church to go to show to my kids that we want to worship God and be in the church on Sunday. Not out of religious commitment, but because out of the heart of committing to God. I would like to ask you a couple questions. After you learn all these things, number one. From now on, what you're gonna do with your spiritual life concerning joining a good local church? What you're gonna do with it? Are you gonna go to church three times a year? Are you gonna just hop from church to church? You go to ten churches and never commit to anybody. Are you going to do that? What you going to do concerning being a member of a good local church? Second question: Do you need protection? Do you think this world is a safe place? Do you need protection from false teachers and bad people out there? If you need protection, what you gonna do to receive God's protection concerning a good local church? May the Lord bless you. Thank you so much for listening to the whole teaching, and I will see you in lesson number twenty-two. Praise the Lord. God loves you, and I love you too. And may the Lord build you up to be a strong believer. And he opened the floodgate of heaven to come upon you because you obey his truth. In Jesus' name, Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www. NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.